Welcome to the B Major Podcast with Noah Aronson. I am Noah Aronson. I'm a recording artist, composer, performer, and intentional mover. I create music and interactive experiences to activate creativity in the mind and body. This podcast is a playground for you to explore the intersection of wellness and creativity. My process involves activating the voice by dropping into the body. I developed this method to help me battle depression and anxiety, and now I'm excited to share with you how creativity can be a powerful modality to add to other wellness and healing practices you may have. I call it the Revoice Method, and all of the music you'll hear on this podcast will be a result of this creative practice. Each week, you'll hear interviews with practitioners working in the wellness and creativity space, be guided through meditations, and will be invited into my revoice method. It is my belief that we are all quote-unquote creatives, and when we can activate our creativity authentically, we can all be happier, healthier, be more joyful, we can all be major. Welcome back, B Major friends. Today's episode is called Healing Through Sound. I interview Shalom Mayberg, who is a meditation and mindfulness teacher and also a sound healing practitioner. We discuss the value of adding more meditation and mindfulness practices into our daily lives and also dive deep into the power of sound vibration on our bodies. As someone who struggles with depression and anxiety, I am constantly seeking tools to help me manage these experiences. Sound healing is one of the modalities which resonates deeply with me as someone who loves singing and music. Shalom discusses how everything is vibration and our bodies are always humming with movement. Our bodies have their own unique frequencies that buzz and create their own rhythms. Sound healing can be helpful to help us regulate our body's frequencies and get everything back into a state of alignment. Stress, anxiety, depression, all affect our body's natural flow of energy, and a good sound bath can be an extremely therapeutic tool for helping us manage them. One nice thing about the power of vibration is that we all are capable of doing a bit of healing for ourselves. We all have a resonator box built right into our throats and have the ability to turn our breath, the breath we receive, into self-healing. When we sing, we are simultaneously practicing regulating breathing and also generating powerful vibrations. We've all heard it said that singing somehow allows us to bypass the brain and go straight to the heart. When we speak, Oftentimes the communication is coming from our head voice. That voice, at least for me, can sometimes be judgmental and is trying to defend my ego. But when we sing, we can find a pathway back into our heart voice and begin to experience some of the feelings and sensations that our bodies find so pleasurable. When we sing, our bones hum, our limbs dance, and our hearts rejoice. Today, for our Revoice experience, I will play an excerpt from my six-part Revoice workshop that I offer through the Group Song platform. That platform, created by my dear friend Max Einson, is a space for sound healers and practitioners to share their work with the world. Every video has a high audio fidelity quality to ensure that as much of the original sound is captured as possible. Obviously, an in-person experience is significantly more profound, and I highly recommend people seek out an opportunity to experience an in-person sound journey for themselves at some point. But it is also pretty amazing to be able to access the power of sound healing from home. Group Song 
spelled G-R-P-S-N-G, is a great resource for beginners who are seeking to learn more about the healing power of sound. So let's begin. different words that we associate with different chakras. We will review Lam, Vam, Ram, Yam, Ham, Sham, Om. They all have the M sound afterwards because you can just feel it if you play with it now. The M sound allows for the vibrations to really bounce off of our bodies and our bones. Let's take them individually. First chakra, drawing our awareness into that root chakra. Lam. Thinking about releasing any tension and giving lots of loving energy and letting that mm, heal and open up that first chakra. Let's try it again. Lam. Lam. Beautiful. Vam for second chakra, the hip basin, the place that we store our emotional uh, needs and desires, right in our hips. Here we go. Vam. Once again, we're just drawing our awareness into that region of our body. Our awareness is so powerful, such a powerful tool to draw all of our intention into the, our, the, the focus of that region of the body, right? A lot of healing can come with just awareness. One more time with Jerry Vam. Vam. to Ram, the solar plexus, right? Give a little bit of rub on your solar plexus. This is where we keep our self-worth and our confidence, and also where joy is stored. It's associated with the color yellow. So if that's helpful to bring the color yellow into your mind, rub your third chakra. Deep breath in. Ram. still we are, the more we are able to actually let that breath happen for longer. We're putting less stress on our bodies. We're just taking breath and then releasing it and then we're finding that vibration. You can hear the buzz that I'm trying to find and that's usually what I, I'll, I'll kind of move around and try to make micro adjustments to see if I can find that, that buzzing sound. <clears throat> so we did Lam Vam Ram. Let's go to heart center Yum. Yum. And I want to give myself a little bit extra love today, so I'm going to try one more on heart center. And let's try this one. Instead of putting our hands on our heart, let's let our arms spread as far as possible. Arms being the messengers of the heart, as Gabrielle Roth would say. Yum. Yeah. 
you can hear there's moments that it's buzzing and moments that comes out of buzzing. So really, uh, try, it's, it's about how still we're staying and how uh, how much tension we're actually putting pushing through. If we're pushing at all, we're going to lose that buzzing. So good singing and also good communication is about not pushing uh, any of our desires or our fears or our you know our brain vo head voice out it's about just letting it flow through let's try one more time on yum <clears throat> releasing tension shoulders open up yum yum And it's funny, there always comes a point when I think I don't have enough breath, but then if I stay still, stay in the moment, there's always a little bit more. There's always more breath than I expect. Lam vam ram yam ham. Ham is our throat chakra, which we spend a lot of time focusing on throat chakra in this revoice method. Lam vam ram yam ham. Deep breath. Now really try to see, now that we're kind of clearing all of these chakras below, see if when you take your breath, you're bringing it up through all of these now spinning and clear lower chakras. not easy. It is not easy to not put any tension. Even I struggle with it every time. Lam vam ram yam ham sham. The sh sound is also an incredibly powerful sound. It's what we use to calm, uh, soothe babies. Uh, it's the voice, it's the sound of calming. The SH sound is incredibly, incredibly powerful. So let's just try sham. Pulling it up from now all of these lower chakras, right? We want our intentions to be coming from the body, not generated from the mind. So we are going to, we have to activate the body and, and find the pathway for voice to come through from below and upwards and not get stuck in our expression chamber here. <clears throat> Shum. to keep one finger on my forehead. Next hand, I kind of just like to keep resting down to remind me that this is all coming from the source, right? I keep it like that. <clears throat> Shum.
Let's try one more time, just because we're focusing on intentions today, and it lives right here in this third eye chakra. <clears throat> Sham. And finally, Om. We can do this with hands raised. This is a relatively uncomfortable position for me. Or we can kind of just keep our hands open. Or you can put your hand on top of your head if you'd like. Or high up above your heads. <clears throat> Drawing energy from below the feet through the first chakra, second chakra, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. And now we connect with all beings, all worlds. Now we connect with universal consciousness, collective consciousness. Now we remember who we are. Now we become part of the oneness through OM. You can sing any pitch that you want. I can even lower the pitch right now to something that's maybe more comfortable if you're trying to follow my pitch. Drawing energy up. felt really really good lots of buzzing felt really cleansing let's try last one ohm drawing it up from the lower part of your body all the way through this is how we bring our intentions and align our intentions with the universal intentionality Yes, take a few moments to just breathe and be still. Let these vibrations work their magic through you. And begin to find a comfortable place where you can receive the wisdom and the intentionality from my conversation with Shalom Mayberg. I'm speaking today with Shalom Mayberg, who is a yoga, meditation, and mindfulness teacher, in addition to being so many other amazing things. You are in for a treat because what a story Shalom has. Shalom has a new offering. He's calling Shalom 360, which is finding ways to merge various different spiritual traditions alongside his Jewish heritage. Shalom, it's a pleasure to have you on this show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Noah. What, a, what an honor and a pleasure to be here. <laughs> um, so uh, let's just jump in. Um, when I look through some of your materials, it seems that you have a rather expansive understanding of this word shalom. And just uh, kind of 
I want you to kind of define it for our listeners. I think our listeners are, are probably familiar with that term shalom. It's a, a Hebrew word. Uh, and, and for, you know, we might know it as hello, goodbye, and peace. Uh, but it seems that your approach and your understanding of how you're defining that word is a bit more expansive. So if you could just kind of share what you mean by the word shalom. Yeah, absolutely. Shalom does mean all of those things. And we do use it as a greeting or, you know, peace. Or I was talking to someone in the pool this morning. He was like, oh, like aloha. And I'm like, yeah, exactly like that. And I didn't want to get into like some Jewish people say shaloha to incorporate that. Um, the the shalom that I'm looking to tap into and really the the life approach that I'm working on for myself and for others is this concept of being and feeling complete. And so the root word of shalom, the Hebrew letters are shin, lamed, and mem, shalem, and that literally means complete. And so what I understand is back in the day, historically speaking, um, when people would go on a on a voyage where there was a potential that they weren't going to come back because of a multitude of, you know, um, things that happen when you're on a horse and buggy going through the desert or wherever, um, they were wishing them go in, in wholeness, go in completeness. And also because we, we say it as like when you see somebody or returning, you say, ah, shalom. It's also return in completeness. And so, you know, we don't go on these like long journeys where we might not come back. Um, I'm, I'm looking at life as this long journey. What do you mean by completeness? That's uh, um, it seems like, okay, uh, how are we, how, who is, who is a complete? What, what does that even mean? Completeness? Uh, so juicy. <laughs> so exciting. Um, complete is definitely for me an, a holistic approach to living life. And that incorporates from the ground up and the top down and every single little thing in between. And, and I, and I want to like just start off and say that can be overwhelming. And the really wonderful thing about that is that there are specialists out there that can overlap and help us with all these different aspects that incorporate uh, being complete. But for me, um, it starts with, you know, what you're eating, what food literally you're ingesting and putting in your body. Is that wholesome? Is that complete? Does that have all the nutrients that we need to have a healthy brain, healthy body, a functioning body? So it's what we eat. Um, and it's also what we see, say, and do. You know, are we spending time um, watching these like super killer movies, killer meaning like guns and bombs and violence. And, you know, are those things being imprinted in our brain and in our consciousness? Mm. Um, and, uh, and then it's also like, how are we spending our time? You said you started this morning with this, uh, intention intentional group dancing and like how are we starting our day are we waking up and just like jumping into the busyness and the hecticness or are we coming um, into our breath and starting the day in a way that supports us not just in that moment but throughout the entire day and and those are the little techniques and tools and teachings that i that i like to offer I love it. Shalom. I, I, I so resonate. I actually, uh, I'm on a two month TV fast right now, a media fast, uh, where I, um, I realized that I was in a pandemic sort of, uh, fog where I was allowing and inviting in a lot of television, um, for long, longer than I would have wanted in my, in my day. So I decided to go on a, a TV fast and I've been on that for now about two months. And I, I just, I had the exact same moment of awareness that you just named that, wow, I'm putting so many, so many images in my mind. I'm putting so many, um, outside influences on my on my consciousness i mean that's it's i almost allowing myself to be hypnotized here and you know it's like and look look what i'm i'm inviting in uh and and what what am i saying to myself to my to my core to my being about what i'm allowing to enter in 
Right. And the information that we're allowing to enter in is coming from a group of people who are, you know, coming up with this storyline as to what sells and what's cool or, or, or what they want to express and share. And it may not be for our highest benefit. doesn't have to be, we don't have to, we can choose to not be aligned with that. And we don't have to let ourselves be fed it. It's like it's, we're being force fed. If we just sit in front of the TV, we're being force fed this, this uh, information that's entering into our consciousness and our consciousness is precious. You know, that's, that's precious space and precious time for us. And that's, and, and, and it's precious, like how, what we're communicating to ourselves. Yeah. And, and it's also very receptive and it's receptive to both ways. It's receptive to that love and kindness and compassion. And it's also receptive to, you know, anything else that isn't healthy and positive for us. Mm -hmm. And so um, it is precious. We don't want to waste it. We don't want to waste our time. Our our time here is precious as well. And I get it. Sometimes you just want to like lay low and veg out after a tough day. I totally understand that too. Um, but uh, we are impressionable beings. And so whatever it is that's coming in towards us, um, it illuminates inside of us. So you started to allude to some of these things. And I was wondering if you could um, kind of Talk about some of the tools that you've developed to help people overcome their physical, mental, and spiritual blocks. Yes, absolutely. The tools that I um, teach and uh, share and, and offer to clients in groups and one-on-one, -on -one, I want to start off by saying they aren't new and I didn't necessarily come up with them. Um, they were, they landed on my lap. I was in the right place at the right time. And I, and I truly believe that it is one of my callings. And so I was led to be there at the right time. It wasn't just random. Um, and, uh, and, and there are ancient, ancient uh, healing techniques and mindfulness techniques that I, like many other people, have a knack for. And it comes very naturally and and the words just slip off my tongue very easily and I don't have to put too much thought and effort and yet the person on the receiving end is blown away by how powerful it was or or the situation changes for them in a way that they are no longer dealing with that um, issue or difficulty. So I want to put that disclaimer out there. Um, but the tools that I'm using are meditation, uh, mindfulness, which, you know, we, we can get into that. It's kind of like an umbrella right there. Uh, sound healing. And, um, and I'm adding in this new tool. I'm, I'm currently in a master's program in energy medicine. Wow. And um, some of the things we already just started talking about is incorporated in this program that I would love to share a little bit. Um, so meditation, mindfulness, sound healing, and I'm also intuitive, I'm, I'm clairvoyant, I, I pick up information, or I should say, my higher self picks up information about my client's higher self, and they communicate, and I'm relayed the information that the person needs to hear for their health and well-being, and then I relay that back to them, because we all have that connection, but sometimes we just don't hear what they're trying to tell us or we hear, but the other things are so much more powerful and, and just bring us in or drag us into this other lifestyle. Yeah. It's nice to hear it from an outside person who, who doesn't know you, who, who doesn't know your backstory, but can say like, hey, this situation with that person, you know, how do you know about that situation? Well, this is what you could consider doing. So you just named five pretty major things. And, you know, our, our audience is, is vast and, and I don't exactly know everybody who's, who's, uh, who's listening right now, um, but you named a lot of different things. You need meditation, mindfulness, sound healing. Some of those things um, I think are in the vernacular. People have a general sense of what meditation is, what mindfulness, but then once you start to getting into sound healing, it's like, oh, what's that? Or, and then energy, you're in a master's program for energy work. It's like, okay, that needs a bit more explanation. So um, can we just go kind of through the list of like what you mean by all of those things? 
Absolutely. And I'll go in that order because I think it gets from like more um, popular or more out there to what is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's start with meditation. I want to share a quick little story. This last winter, this last year was hard for everyone. It was hard for me too. And this last winter, um, I separated from a dear uh, partner who I had met just before COVID happened. And, um, and we spent some time together and that was precious and beautiful. And then we broke up. And this last winter, I was by myself. A couple of other things were happening. And I went through one of the darkest moments of my life. Um, it was really, really difficult. It was really, really challenging. Um, and the one thing that I stuck with throughout it all, and it, and it maybe didn't help in that moment, but looking back at it now, it's the one thing that kept me, um, that kept my head well above water and able to breathe and still function and be, and that was meditation. I had a daily meditation practice where quite specifically I would sit down, I set my timer on my iPhone and um, sometimes I would set it for like 20 something minutes or sometimes I would just set the timer and whenever I would stop, I would just hit stop. So I just kind of knew how long I was meditating for. But quite specifically, I would sit down in my chair, excuse me, or a couch um, or on the floor or any comfortable position, sometimes in cross-legged, sometimes with my feet on the floor and my back up against the chair. And I would literally close my eyes and I would just breathe and there are some techniques, but they're really simple. They're really basic. One is just noticing your breath or counting your breath. And I would do that every single day, even if it was for five minutes and the last thing before I went to bed, I did it. And that was just extremely helpful, extremely profound. It gave me something to look forward to every day. It, it gave me it offered me the reminder that there was something there that I could do for myself to help myself. Yes, I was also reliant on talking to friends who are counselors and I had a therapist and you know going for daily walks, but the one thing that I could do for myself by myself was sit down in total silence and just be. And sometimes I would be crying and sometimes I would be okay and all of these other emotions would come up. And so I want to say to people who are listening to this that like, who might say, oh, I tried meditation and I tried it once. It doesn't work. It's not for me or I'm not getting any results. I want to say two things. Number one is um, it can be for everyone. It really can be, even if it's just a few minutes of stopping and breathing and we can call it meditating or we can call it stillness or, you know, give it whatever word. But it's really, really important, and the benefits are are long term for sure. There are scientific um, experiments that have been done and, and research that shows the long term effects of a daily practice, even if it's just a few minutes, is profound. is really important on the brain, on the health of the body, the mind, and so on. So that's meditation, and I highly recommend it. There are so many apps out these days, and so many. Um, places where you can go and get guided meditations or in-person meditations or, you know, it's kind of like vegan food. It's all out there. <laughs> Great. So, yeah, so we have meditation and then you, you said mindfulness after that. So that's another word. I think that's another word that's getting tossed around a lot. Um, and I think because of how much it's getting tossed around it, the, the word actually might be losing a little bit of meaning. So what do you mean by the word mindfulness? What I mean by the word mindfulness is as much as we're able to, being present with what we're doing and not just doing it mindlessly, not just doing it because it's part of routine, even if it's something that we do every day. Um, let's just say for an example, eating food. I'm guilty of this. I'll often take my phone to my meal place or I'll have my computer in front of my plate of food and I'm really doing work, but I'm just eating on the side because my body needs food. So let's bring in the concept of being mindful or intentional when we're eating. How about if every meal in a while, every once in a while, 
we cannot have the phone or the computer or, or, or any other thing. Not that computer and phone are the only good or bad things, right? And, and just have the plate of food in front of you. And maybe even take a moment to like, look at the steam coming up from it. Or maybe stick your head in the bowl and smell the food. Or maybe take a moment to think about how this food came to your plate. Where are these fruits and vegetables from? Who picked them? How much sun energy and moon energy and rain and nutrients actually went into this beautiful, delicious heirloom tomato? Um, or, you know, think about the cow out in the pasture for its entirety before it went to the slaughterhouse and went through the process and now is on my plate as a steak. And that right there is being intentional about eating. And, and as I'm saying that, it reminds me that it also brings in the aspect of gratitude. And it also brings in the aspect of awareness of like what is going on within me and around me and beyond. Mm. And, and that's just one little part of mindfulness and one part of the day where you can be mindful. So it sounds like it's uh, paying attention. And I love that phrase, paying attention. It's like it's something that we have to actually buy or purchase, but it's uh, attention is something that uh, is a commodity of some sort. And we know that we talked earlier about like, you know, marketers are, are trying to, you know, actually pay lots of money for your attention. Uh, and so mindfulness is us choosing to pay attention on things that we find uh, that we don't even realize how, that it could all have incredible value. Uh, and, and what I'm wondering is like, you, you talked about looking at the steam and smelling it, like what, what, what benefit does that do? What, 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 to what aim, to what goal, what, what happens now if we do that? Yeah, when we're paying attention to things that we're doing, we benefit ourselves. It's not, we can get spiritual and we can get, you know, galactical and think about how we're helping everyone else. But really what it boils down to is we are doing things for ourselves that makes that moment special and beautiful and unique for ourselves. And that enhances the experience. Our food might taste better. Um, we might enjoy the meal. We might have a better digestive system. Um, we might even consider like, oh wait, that food isn't the healthiest because I just realized where it came from or where it didn't come from. And it might in encourage us to make our own small changes in our lifestyle, in our diet, in the things that we choose to eat, see, do. Um, the same way that like, you know, Let's say you have friends, a group of friends, and some friends or some people in that group are really wonderful and you just always feel better when you end up hanging out with them, right? When you come home, you're like, wow, that was just awesome. I love that person. I always feel good. And then there are people in that group who maybe suck your energy or maybe like you just come home and you don't feel good. Why would you continue doing or going to that experience if it doesn't make you feel good and so and so we're, we're doing things to like make our own experiences for ourselves better um, and and we're benefiting ourselves at the end of the day yeah that goes on and on and on and the bubble expands pursuit of to me I think of it as the pursuit of goodness it's uh it's the pursuit of like knowing that there's something better there's a, there's another quality of life. I mean, the whole reason I started B major, right? This, this idea that we can be better, we can be stronger, we could be healthier, we can be um, like more inspired in any, in any given moment. There's, and we all know that there's that within us. Uh, and then there's all of these blocks uh, and that prevent us from experiencing it. And people like you and so many other of the people who we interview on this show um, are really there to help guide us through to get to that that majorness, right? That that sense of uh, that sense of wholeness again, uh, that, that completeness. Coming back to shalom, that that sense of uh, that sense of completeness. Okay, so we got meditation, we got mindfulness. Now let's start getting into the more esoteric stuff. So I think the third one was sound healing you mentioned. Can you talk yes. a little bit about that? Yeah, so 
sound healing um, can come in very different ways. I'll talk about what I do. Um, I have a handful of crystal bowls. Um, some are different sizes, different notes, and um, I'll play the crystal bowls for a group of people or one-on-one, -on -one, and they'll lie down on their back and close their eyes, and they'll go into a pretty deep meditative space. And all through um, the, the sound vibrations, the sound waves, the actual sound that's being produced from the bowls are filling up the room, moving through the body, and literally vibrating the physical body from the inside out. It's like they're getting a vibrational massage from the sound. You could potentially put earbuds in and not even quote unquote hear the sounds from your ears and you'll actually still be getting the same exact benefit um, from the sound vibrations. So I, I'm saying that because I, I wanna separate the the woo-woo-ness of sound healing and i can go there i love woo, -woo stuff as well but i also want to say that like and i'm not a physicist but it's actual physics of what's happening with the sound vibrations moving through the air and hitting the body and moving back and forth and different notes creating different wavelengths that are hitting each other Here's where a little bit of the woo-ness woo comes in, is that our body, well, this is still physics. Our body, as you know, is all vibration. Everything in our body is moving at whatever speed they're moving at, and they're creating their own vibration. They're creating their own sound. We've heard the, the comment, you know, that person lives or walks to the beat of their own drum. That's a real thing. Like, there's really beating going on in our body there's a noise, there's a resonance, there's a, there's a sound that we produce, just like there's a smell that we all individually produce, just like our fingerprints are all different. We have that uniqueness to us and it comes out in taste, in smell, in looks, in sound, this, all the senses. And ideally speaking, we're, we're complete, we're shalem, we're whole right? Everything's working perfectly. Everything's in line. We're, we're, everything's balanced. In reality, we know that's not the case because we have a backache. We have some stress. We didn't get a good night's sleep. So we woke up groggy. All of these things that just um, get us a little bit out of balance, out of whack. And these are all um, statements that we say normally in our, in our vernacular. And so what this sound vibration or sound healing or sound therapy is doing is it's taking these pure notes that resonate with energetic points in our body. We have seven main energetic points in our body that all have a note and a color and characteristics. And, and that comes from, from ancient Hinduism and, and other traditions as well. Uh, we have it to some degree in, in Jewish tradition with the Sefirot. And it, it brings in these pure notes that come back into our body to balance everything that's out of whack, all of the energy, all of the sound vibration that we're creating that's out of whack. It brings everything back into alignment, sort of like entrainment. Can you explain that word? I love that word and I love the concept of entrainment, but if you could just explain what you mean by that. Yeah, so I was going to give an example of um, what is it called a, a metronome where they have like those the a click for like the beats and and this thing goes back and forth, and so I've seen a video I I can send it to you after we're done here of I think it was like thirty or fifty of those um, pieces. Um, and they're all set up on a table and they were all set up and they're moving in different you know. Uh, speeds and um, different directions from each other. And over the course of like 10 or 15 minutes, one by one by one, they all started to become entrained, meaning they were moving in the same way at the same time over and over and over and over. 
every once in a while one would come out of line and then it would come back into line and everything is just like this. Or they have those metal balls on a string that you hit one or you move them and they, they sway and all of a sudden you'll just start seeing them doing the same thing. And they go through these amazing designs. It's so creative, it's so beautiful. Um, and so it's the same thing with our body. It's the same entrainment. We have these pure notes that are vibrating from pure quartz crystal, which is an energizing component. And those sound vibrations move through our body, clearing out or removing. It's not really removing. It's just entraining. It's changing, transmuting the unhealthy vibrations in our body and getting them all aligned. And what people experience coming out of that is a sense of groundedness, um, a sense of clarity in their mind, their eyes, like colors and, and things outside are even more vibrant than they were before. I've heard people come back and tell me that they would go home or go to work the next day and their coworkers would come up, them, up to them and say, wow, like your, your face is, bright, is shining so bright. Like, what'd you do? Or, you know, and, and so like, it's like we're, it's like we're putting ourselves in a plug outlet and, and charging ourselves up and, and going into sleep mode and allowing this deep rest to happen. One more thing there are a lot of more things, but one more thing that I want to add um, that that's happening here, sort of like under undercover, under the wraps, is that it also enables the the brain to go into a, a gentle sleep mode, and it mm -hmm. gives the the body the opportunity to relax and let go, and it's there where the awareness of our body, the, the intellectual side of our body, not our brain intellect, but the, the, the entire body as it works together um, starts to remove the things that it doesn't need. And that's usually in the form of releasing traumas or tra you know, traumatic experiences that happen or memories of those traumas begin to bubble up to the surface. And through the breath, and without the brain getting back into the story of how it happened and why it happened, or, oh, poor me, it happened to me. Those are all important things. But when, when we move that off to the side for a moment, the body is efficiently able to bring it up to the surface and remove as much as it can in the time given. And so there's also this energetic and emotional lightness that happens that are, are, we're actually not being weighed down by these traumas. And so that's also a very important healing component that differentiates it from a concert that you would go to that's really beautiful to some deep, deep healing work. Have um, you heard of a, uh, an app, a new app called Brain.fm? I have, I don't think I've heard of it. Uh, it's a, a company that is um, merging uh, neuroscientists with composers and having them, uh, the neuroscientists are creating frequencies that when you're wearing headphones, they cross through and they do like binaural waves, they call them through the, the, from one ear to the next, and they start to change our brain frequency. And then the composers then take those frequencies and then compose music to them. And they, um, they have, um, and what reminded me is because you were talking about sleep, they have, um, they help, they, they help with focus, with sleep, with um, relaxation and with stress. And um, I just think it's, um, sorry, and with meditation is the final one. Um, but I, I just think that what you're doing is kind of like the original, uh, the original way um, of, of approaching that with these quartz uh, bowls. Um, they're like, I think they call them singing bowls, right? That you're, when you eventually, when you spin them enough, you're, you're creating not only is it just about the frequency, but it's also there's a, there's a musicality to them uh, that that is imbued, and, and they have different uh, they have different pitches. If you have different size bowls in there, and they can become a form of music that's also therapeutic. Um, so um, so yeah, I just wanted to plug that because I, I I just found this app recently, and I just was floored by it. But I also think that I had to kind of pull back from using it because it was a little too intense. And I, um, and I think that there's something more organic with, you know, with the, a, a more of a singing bowls approach. 
Yeah, you know, I think it's fantastic. And for people who need the more scientific side of it, and for people who um, maybe don't feel comfortable going into a group setting, um, of course, there's always one-on-one -on -one sessions that um, sound healers offer. But I think to reach the masses, that is a wonderful tool and a wonderful app. I do like coming back to the basics. I do like coming back to the instrument to the ear, sort of like from farm to table style of restaurants. Yeah. I just like that you're in front of the instrument. It's happening in real time. Um, what you need is what you're getting because there is a level of intuition and, and, and universal support. And not that it can't happen in recorded things, it still does. But there's something that's very powerful about doing it in person in the moment. Mm. Yeah. So we've, this is just so fascinating that, you know, obviously I've prepared all of these questions and I'm asking none of them because I think that this is a more fascinating approach. Uh, so we've talked about meditation. We've talked about mindfulness. We've talked about uh, sound healing. And I think the next thing was um, you're saying you're studying energy, um, medicine. En energy medicine. So mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about what that's about? Yeah. Um, I'm in a program that, first of all, has been going on for over 35 years. I'm the 36th cohort of this almost two-year program, and they overlap. Um, and, and so it's been around for a while. And um, the, the teacher, the director, and um, who's with us in each class, it's, it's very scientific. Um, it's also a little bit out there to some degree, but she really tries to bring in the scientific aspect of things and that's where all of our readings come in. And so I really love it because we have medical doctors there, we have acupuncturists there, we have massage therapists there, we have interior designers there, we have people like me who have been in this energy healing industry for some time. And then you have people who are just, you know, the kids are out of the house, the grandkids are taking care of themselves and they have got time on their hands and they're realizing that there are things out there that can enhance their life and that you know they don't have to just sit and 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 do nothing um and, and they want more meaning in their lives they're also there so we have uh the whole gamut of anyone you can think of is there um i i started my energy healing work life um back in 2011, I believe. Um, so I've been doing it for, you know, a little while, 10 years. And um, it started off with Reiki. And so I know more people will have heard of Reiki, Reiki Master, or Level 1, Level 2. Um, and so I was a Reiki practitioner for a long time. And when I got my Reiki training, or we call it attunement, you're, you're being opened up to the energy healing that's always around us. It's this universal healing energy. And different traditions, different religions call it different words. Um, I like to call it this universal healing energy. Um, and so when I got attuned, I became um, intuitive, clairvoyant, clairsentient. I started to actually see things with my eyes closed pictures and stories and concepts about my client. And again, going back to that, me communicating with their higher self, it, it was starting from there. And I would see colors and my brain would put a story about it immediately. And it would be like, all right, these are foods that you shouldn't be eating. Or I see that you have some illnesses in your stomach or your shoulder and you, you know, and then we also send healing energy to that. Um, part of the body or to that aspect of one's life. I did that for a really long time. Um, I knew I needed to sort of step things up a little bit and maybe for another time I'll tell you how I found this academy, but I found the academy last year and enrolled, moved to California to take classes in person. Um, and the the basic concept of of this academy the, the foundation of everything, and it's something that you already said, is this, and this is how universal it is, is that the more we're full of our own self, and I'm not talking like ego self, I'm talking like the more we're full of like 
our awareness and our brain power slash function and 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 spending time making sure that what we're doing is good for us the more the more we're full of ourselves the less opportunity there is for other things to enter enter into our into our body our physical body our energetic body and cause illness illness happens when other energies, ideas, concepts enter into our space and they start to create a little home space there and they grow and they get bigger and they start um, working on our thought patterns which works into our physical lifestyle and we become ill. And so what we're learning is to remove all of these stories and chords and other people's thoughts and ideas on how we are supposed to live our lives and tune into how do what makes me feel really good in this moment and not again not selfishly and not by hurting other people but what is the best thing for me right now that's what i need to be doing for my own health and once i'm healthy and once i'm well then i can start helping um, other people through their healing process. So it's healer heal thyself, um, and it's removing all of the the junk and the cords and the stories from family and community and religion and television and and all of that that's just impressioned in our brain and on our body. That's at the foundational level. That's, that sounds like powerful, powerful work. It sounds like a incredible journey to be on. Uh, to be like in a in a school environment and actually studying about that, uh, so many of these these things it doesn't feel like it's possible to study it because it's you know there's no physical uh, you know information to choose from. But it sounds like it's just a fascinating journey to be able to be around people who have become experts in in what what that thing called energy is in the body. I think it's um I mean I think that word is has become a trigger for some people because it's overused a lot energy energy what does that even mean energy um but i i do think that there is a lot that is still yet unknown about that mysterious about this there's a lot of mystery around that uh and it seems uh fascinating to to devote a a field of study to it yeah and and most if not all ancient traditions or religions all have not just a word for energy but energy practices um, in, in Judaism, we have, you know, Ruach, spirit, um, Chinese Qi, um, Prana in Sanskrit, in Hinduism, like it's the concepts are all there. I feel it's like modern day us, whether we're American or not, that has sort of lost or, or never really had that concept of, of what's going on what's 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 making this all work <laughs> you know it's it's not just i wake up every morning and, and i put food in my mouth like there are other things that are happening you know that 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 medicine is slowly beginning to tap into aside from you know the heart pumps and the blood moves and and uh, more specific than that but and and maybe like the the native american traditions here in in the americas um they were maybe they are our original um energy force where they were in tuned and very intentional with um how they lived their life and how they killed their animal for their feast and um everything about their lives their day was very intentional uh, and sacred this is so amazing. I know that you're doing local events now. So can, uh, before we, we close out the interview, can you just tell a little bit, uh, tell us where can we find out more about you? Where can people uh, experience more of what you're offering to the world? Absolutely. I'm going to do that. And when I'm done though, I, it'd be great to have at least one of your questions um, <laughs> talked about or answered if, if you want to, if we have time. For oh, that. this is, it's actually, you found a way to pretty much encapsulate all of them. I, I think there is probably one more uh, question, but it's um, 
but this is, but I think we, we discussed it all, even though they weren't in the questions that I have formed, but so all of it came out. Um, but, but yes, the, my, the final question is really like, where can people learn more about you? Like, what are you, what are you offering now? And where can people, you know, discover what you're, what you're offering? Yeah. Um, so I have a website, shalom360.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I offer once a month a virtual sound bath that you can log on to. You can register from my website. And um, I am offering in-person classes here in the North Bay of California, so just north of San Francisco. And uh, I have an apprenticeship happening for people who are interested in learning sound healing for themselves. And I do energy work both in person and as we've seen through this last year plus that you can do things as well over the phone, on Zoom, online. Um, and so I'm also offering um, uh, connection that way as well. And, um, and so people, are, yeah. Yeah, people are more than welcome to, to email or message. I would love to continue a conversation or connect and, and see what, what's fueling you. Yes, and I, I really hope that people who are listening will pursue it because I think that there's so much here and so much to offer. Um, and uh, we will provide links um, and we will find that vi that YouTube video um, of the metronomes uh, in an entrainment. Uh, I, I heard it. The original story that I heard was the discovery of entrainment was with grandfather clocks, yeah. actually. Uh, and I think that was from like the 1850s or something. But now they have they can use, you know, metronomes and we can take videos of it. So um, but it's a really cool concept uh, and that we um, we have we respond to these uh, sound vibrations. Not only can we create them with turning our breath into voice, but we also are surrounded by these vibrations and how, and it's important for us to be aware that they have an effect on us. Um, they have, you know, if we live in a noisy city like New York City, it's important to be mindful of the fact that there's a lot of noise around and that's gonna have an effect on our, our stress level. It's gonna, it, just that in and of itself, take away the pollution, take away all of the radiation and take away all the, uh, everything else, you know, you, just the noise pollution in and of itself is going to have an effect on our bodies and our stress levels. So uh, I'm grateful to you that you are doing uh, this powerful healing work for people. And I, I hope that people take, uh, take you up on your offerings uh, to, to share more of this with the world. Thanks, Noah. I, I just want to say before we, we finish here, and, and you just mentioned it yourself, that um, we have our own healing, sound healing tool, and it's our voice. And, and, and maybe there's one takeaway that someone can actually like after listening to us, instead of looking me up or looking other people up and like just stop for a moment and, and remind themselves that they have the healing capacity within themselves. And it literally is just the, the air moving through the vocal cords, producing that vibration, producing that sound can actually calm the nerves it can actually if it is turned into an intentional practice a daily practice or a weekly practice it it can have a multitude of healing health benefits and um you know it's it's no wonder that people like to get together and sing songs or why going to concerts produces this um idea of i'm feeling relaxed or i'm feeling better or i or i walk out feeling better or church choirs and so on and so forth so if there's one takeaway that someone can have, it's that sit for a moment, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, maybe in through your nose and out through your mouth, and let out these sighs or let out a note or an ah or, or, or whatever sound wants to come out. Let that creativity start to move through your body and just notice what it does for you. Beautiful. I love that you ended on creativity because that was one of the topics that we actually didn't discuss today, but it is uh, very much aligned with B major. And so I knew I had faith that this everything was going to come full circle because uh, B major is all about finding the meeting point between wellness and creativity. And so I'm so grateful that you helped end on a, a note of creativity for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Shalom Mayberg. Uh, you, we, we will have all the links available uh, for people to be able to reach out. Out, uh, to you and uh, just yeah thank you for spending the time and taking the time to be here today
Thanks for having me, Noah. I appreciate it. Thank you once again to Shalom Mayberg for being our guest this week and for helping us learn a bit more about the healing power of sound. I hope you'll stay connected with me on all my social media channels and visit my website to learn more about the work I'm doing and the music I'm creating for you. And make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel for the latest videos that I'm posting and are also on our newsletter to receive information about upcoming events and performances. As always, I want to remind you that you are creative, that you have the power to access the abundance of creativity in the world, and that the world needs your voice now more than ever. Looking forward to welcoming you back here next week. And until then, remember that we can all be happier, be healthier, be more mindful. We can all be major. Radio. 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 Radio.